What's going on, guys? Welcome back to One Stop Shop. Let's get right into this episode. Last night was the All-Star game, and it did not disappoint. They put up 170 points to finish the game. Team LeBron picking up the victory. Giannis got the MVP. He went 16 for 16 from the field. Fucking crazy shit. Uh, obviously, me... And every other Nick fan wanted to see Obi Toppin win the slam dunk competition that was during the halftime show last night. So he got robbed, actually. Like, really. Like, he did much more than the guy that won. And I don't even know who the fuck that dude really is. Like, I've never really heard Anthony Simmons. I've never really heard of him. Like, The disrespect for the fucking Knicks. Uh, and Julius Randle just, like, lost to Demontis Sabonis in the fucking first round of the skills competition. So, like, it wasn't really a great night for the Knicks, but Julius played in the All-Star game. Played pretty well. And let's break that down. LeBron only had four points last night. He didn't really play. 13 minutes. Uh, Giannis, like I said, 16 for 16 from the field. 3 for 3 from 3. That's a lot of threes. Uh, Seven rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block, 35 points. Crazy. Jokic, six points. Steph Curry, 28 points, also won the three-point shooting contest, which was fucking crazy. Steph Curry is definitely one of the best shooters that the game has ever seen. And I'm not talking about, like, oh, like, the older generation, like, they shot differently. Like, I don't care. Like, he has, like, the highest, like, three-point percentage, like, and... No one could really fuck with him in that shit. Jason Tatum put up a really good effort and couldn't get it done. But, yeah. That shit was crazy, though, the three-point shooting contest. That's always, like, one of my favorite events of the year. And they should probably just do... Everything in the same night every year probably makes it a lot more cost-efficient and stuff like that, especially for TV ratings. I mean, for TV ratings, they probably want to have multiple days, actually. So I guess we'll have to see what they do next year when they probably could have way more people than were there in Atlanta last night. But for Team Kevin Durant, even though Kevin Durant didn't play. Uh, Jason Tatum, 21 points, four steals, seven assists, four rebounds. Zion, 10 points. Kyrie, 24 points, 12 assists, five rebounds, two steals. Bradley Beal, 26 points. Julius Randle had four points. Only played 13 minutes, though. At least he got to the All-Star game, though. That was a big goal for Nick fans to see at least one Nick on the All-Star team this year. And, yeah, 
he deserved to be there. So at least he was there. James Harden at 21 points. Zach Levine, 13 points. Donovan Mitchell, 15. Mike Conley, 3. Mike Conley was the other guy in the three-point shooting contest last night. That was going absolutely fucking nuts. And Steph Curry won by one last night. So, pretty crazy. But, anyway, looking forward to getting regular basketball back. And the next first game back is one. A few days from now. Thursday against the Bucks away. So we start off the second half of the season on the road. And obviously the Knicks have been one of the upbeat teams as of late. They're one game over 500, and they're in pretty good position to start off the second half of the season. we got to keep it going with Julius Randle. Hopefully get Emmanuel quickly some more minutes. R.J. Barrett's been playing pretty solid recently. Alfred Payton, need him to stay shooting. And, yeah, the Knicks could be one of the sleeper teams that can make it into the top half of the Eastern Conference. And we're already right there. We're in fourth or fifth right now because it's such a tight race in the Eastern Conference. Fifth. We're half game out of fourth, half game behind the Boston Celtics. Then the Bucks are in third, uh, fucking Nets, and Sixers in the Eastern Conference. And then the Western Conference, the Utah Jazz, the Phoenix Suns, the Lakers, the Clippers, Trailblazers in fifth, the Nuggets in sixth. Spurs in seventh, and the Mavericks hold a half-game lead over the Warriors at the moment in a very close Western Conference this year. I hope the Warriors get in, obviously, because Steph Curry's fun to watch in the playoffs. Yeah, they'll probably edge out the uh, Mavericks because the Mavericks suck. And, yeah. All right. So, anyway. Today, they are releasing the kit for the Notorious B.I.G. collection. And they're doing a big charitable donation with this drop, like how they usually do with Kith. And they're releasing... Basically, one of the most iconic pictures of Biggie Smalls, the hypnotize picture. And they're putting that into a box logo. And they're making a hoodie with that picture and the box logo and a T-shirt. And they're making a few other variations of T-shirts and hats. And they're making an ashtray with the ready-to-die imagery on it. And they're releasing a vinyl, which is co-branded with Kith, and a cassette. So those are, like, very limited pieces. 
I mean, like, no one really uses that stuff, like, regularly unless, like, you're crazy. But, uh, yeah, they're releasing a bunch of stuff at 11 a.m. today and a lot of charitable donations going to charities that the family of Biggie Smalls seemed fit and wanted to partner with, especially schools in the inner city and stuff like that. So 11 a.m. on Kith today, collab with the Notorious B.I.G. You don't really want to miss that if you're a hip-hop head, so go for that. Uh, this week on Thursday, Supreme is releasing a Nike collab, a bunch of stuff, jackets, um, it's not really kind of my style. It's like kind of like it looks like a mid early 2000s kind of vibe. It's kind of weird. Like it's like a they look like fucking velour jumpsuits. I don't fucking know what the fuck is going on this week, but they're releasing some hoodies with like a snakeskin kind of pattern on the inside of it it looks like and some puffer jackets with nike and supreme yeah i don't know what the fuck they're doing i'm looking at all of it right now on instagram uh some sweatpants with the same snakeskin shit they're releasing some like it looks like a dress shirt kind of nike and supreme interesting and a bunch of colors. They're releasing some beanies. Uh, looks like mask <laughs> and a belt. Anyway, yeah, that's Supreme. But uh, I took Mad L's on Supreme in the last couple weeks, so fucking mad about that. And took the biggest L, like I mentioned on the previous fucking episode, on the dunks was so pissed off about that. <laughs> really needed that for the collection or to fucking resell them. That would have made a decent amount of money, so I was kind of pissed. And, yeah, I don't use bots, but I might have to for future shit like that, so thinking about it, my friend fucking has been <laughs> bugging me to fucking get a bot, so maybe we need to get a bot, so we fucking... Yeah, dubs and not L's on the shit, so. I guess we'll have to fucking see. But that's not really what I do. So, manual gang. <laughs> Alright. Um, yeah, Palace releases another drop on Friday. I picked up the collab that they did with Adidas last week. I got a t-shirt and a pair of the Stan Smith Palace collab. Like, they were kind of interesting looking, so I just kind of said, fuck it. Especially after I didn't get the dunk, so like I was like, alright. So, yeah, I needed to get a dub, so got that. Didn't get those in yet, though, but Hopefully get those soon. And what else? 
So the guy that I uh, interviewed a few episodes ago, like a couple weeks ago at this point, fucking, he released his first collection. It sold out, and that was like the first time he released like clothes. Like he was pretty much known for like making clothes here and there, but was known for like his hats and stuff like that. So shout out to uh, Schmiel NYC. Looking forward to getting my stuff in the mail soon. And yeah, I'll post that shit on IG. And it's definitely a good brand. And he's a up and coming streetwear designer out of New York. And yeah, look out for that. So. It's been a few days since the UFC fight card, and, like, I still just can't believe, like, some of the shit that happened. Like, the Aljamain Sterling uh, disqualification from Peter Yan, like, that was fucking ridiculous. And so many fighters basically are just siding with Aljamain Sterling and said that he did the right thing and just it wasn't his fault at all. And... Peter Yan made a really big mistake and ultimately cost himself the title because he was up in that fight. And obviously, I was rooting for Aljamain Sterling, but like he was fucking like kind of getting the best of him. So it was good that he was able to win by technicality, but like he wanted to win like outright, and he didn't want the fight to end like that. But had no choice. And Dana White said that hopefully it'll get a run back as soon as possible. So looking forward to seeing that again. And obviously Adesanya not getting it done, but we're still here for you, Izzy. And... He's going to go fuck people up in middleweight, and he did this as an experiment, so it's not like he fucking even, like, expected himself to absolutely win this fight. Like, it was definitely a challenge, and he didn't add all the weight that he needed or could have. Like, he weighed in with a fucking pizza box in his hand, so, like, that's fucking interesting. So, like... He's basically fighting at the weight that he walked around at, and a lot of fighters have to cut weight and basically get down to a certain weight limit, and that could be, like, it depends on the fighter, but it could be, like, 10 to 15 pounds or 20-something pounds. So that probably played a big role because Jan, basically, Jan Blahovic he was able to basically just, like, get Izzy down and control the fight and not really let him up. And, obviously, he outweighed him, so that speaks for itself and made it just more even, like, a worse challenge for him because, like, He's known for being a kickboxer, and he has good jujitsu too. But he was trying to like keep it 
on the feet, and when he got taken down, that's pretty much where the fight went. And he was on the ground for a big part of the championship rounds. So, obviously, the judging is the judging. And like Dana White said, he needs to fucking figure out how the judging is going to go from here on out because it's, like, costing a lot of big fights, especially when they go to a decision. That's the only reason why the judging should have, like, live scoring, like, wrestling and shit. So, like, if the UFC adapted something like that, I feel like that would be better for the sport. That's just my opinion. But, like, I feel like if we knew, like, how the fight was going as it was going, it would determine the winner more efficiently. That's just my two cents. And the 10-8 shit and, like, 10-9, like, that's, like, a slight advantage to the scorecards. And then when that adds up, like, it varies based on the point of view of the judges. And I don't know. I feel like the judging should have some different kind of criteria to allow the point system to let a fighter have a fair advantage when he's in a fight. But that's just my two cents. All right, guys, let's switch up the topic. So Mel Kuyper, who is one of the top football analysts for ESPN, he always does the mock drafts. He has his latest one out, and I'm basically just going to run it down, like, up until the Giants. Let's do that. All right, so the first pick is the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it says Trevor Lawrence. No shocker there. Um, potentially it says the Atlanta Falcons are trying to work out a trade to move up to get Zach Wilson out of BYU. So I guess we'll have to see what that happens if Jets fucking trade away their second pick. I don't know what the hell they're doing. Like, just sell the fucking team. (laughs) Like, literally. Uh... Third, it says Miami Dolphins from the Houston Texans. Uh, Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy Award winner out of Alabama. And if the Jets do make that trade, they would move to four if they trade with Atlanta. And it says Kyle Pitts who I really wanted the Giants to fucking draft because we need a fucking tight end. But if he ends up a Jet, wouldn't be the maddest, but I hate the Jets, so wouldn't be too happy. Then five, the Bengals, some tackle from Oregon. Number six, the Eagles, Jamar Chase, who the Giants had potential interest in also. We need wide receivers in this draft, and there's a lot of good ones, so I guess we'll see what happens with that. Um, Seven, it says potential trade between Detroit and the 49ers. So if that happens, the 49ers get Justin Fields. 
quarterback out of Ohio State. And, yeah, eight says Carolina Panthers, Mac Jones out of Alabama quarterback. And that would be interesting. Nine, potentially, it says the Pats snagged their franchise QB and draft Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. Interesting. North Dakota State's one of those schools that, like, is an FCS school, so people don't really know too much about this guy, but, like, apparently he's the real deal, so if... Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft want to draft that guy. That's probably a good idea. He's one of the top quarterback prospects in this draft this year. So, number 10, the Cowboys picked right before us. Uh, It says Patrick Certain, second quarterback out of Alabama. Number 11, the Giants, finally. Jalen Waddle, wide receiver out of Alabama, who is a very gritty player. And he obviously played in the national championship game this year and obviously wasn't really fit for it, but he obviously has a lot of motivation and a lot of grit. So don't fucking take Jalen Waddle. We need another wide receiver, deep threat type guy, so that would be a really solid pick if that's where the Giants draft, so that would be sick. So, yeah. Alright, that fucking wraps that up. Last night, the Rangers got fucking rocked after they scored a really early goal for Mika Zibanejad and basically took the whole fucking length of the ice and scored a goal. Then Pittsburgh basically would score five unanswered goals and win 5-1. Thanks, guys. Fuck. Right when the Rangers are starting to finally get some momentum, we fucking lose. So, you got to think about that. Uh, so, a little bit more uh, football news. Alex Smith got released by the Washington football team, so I guess we'll see where the hell he goes. It would be a really crazy comeback story if he's able to go to the 49ers and, like, mentor, like, whoever goes to the 49ers as a quarterback this year. If it's Justin Fields, like, he'll get the tutelage from Alex Smith. And, yeah, that would be interesting. So I guess we'll have to see where he goes. And he obviously had one of the most catastrophic injuries like ever. Like he almost lost his fucking leg. And yeah. If he could fucking come back from that, I think regular people could get through a lot of normal fucking shit. And not be so fucking sheltered. Like if Athletes could come back from some of the worst injuries and we just go about our normal days. I feel like we could do a lot more and stop being so fucking 
weak-minded and opinionated shit. So, I don't know where that came from. But, that was on my mind. Oh, man. Yeah, so... Baseball season's finally back. The Mets have been looking pretty decent. Jacob DeGrom's getting the fucking opening day start for the Mets. And the Mets have been looking pretty decent. Three and two in spring training right now. And we've been getting some... Positive offense from Jonathan VR and Pete Alonzo has been playing pretty decent early on and just need to uh, basically build upon what we're trying to accomplish and that's get to the playoffs and win the National League East and hopefully we have some firepower now in our offense with Lindor and he's going to be solid for us on defense as well. So we just got to believe that the Mets are hopefully going to do something this year. And obviously the Yankees are the talk of New York in regards to baseball because like they have the most playoff-ready team at a moment's notice, like all the time, Aaron Judge, Stanton, Flavor Torres. Then you got the guys like Brett Gardner, Luke Voigt. And then you got Gary Sanchez. So the Yankees, obviously, are always a threat, and they're going to continue to be a threat. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to baseball season. Definitely looking forward to going to a baseball game. It will finally feel like something's getting back to normal. And I've just been literally doing my thing, just playing video games, making this fucking podcast, and literally just chilling. This has been a crazy fucking year. And it's been a full year of COVID, man. And things are still not finally back to normal. And they're starting to get there. And I feel it. I feel it. I can believe again that things are going to be good. And it obviously felt like a fucking movie for the past year. And was fucking way too intense at some times. And I know a lot of people definitely went through it. I fucking definitely felt like I was just, like, by myself a lot and shit. Just because, like, COVID, not going anywhere to see people and shit. But hopefully soon, you can link up with some homies and shit. And things will get back to normal. But until then, this has been an episode of One Stop Shop. Peace out, guys. I'll tap in soon. Peace out.